Welcome to Leading Leaders Podcast. Five-minute videos, five days a week. Myth number seven from Boundaries. Dr. Henry Cloud and John Townsend. Myth number seven, boundaries cause feelings of guilt. It's a myth. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast, and I want you to know not only from this book is it a myth, but in our lives we have this challenge, many of us, especially as leaders, that we like to feel like we're in control, like like things are happening because, well, because we want them to happen, that the stock is rising and the profit margin is growing and the employees are coming and going at the just the right ebb and flow. We're moving out the ones who are not impactful and we're moving in new, fresh, talent and we're we're making progress that's what we as leaders want to achieve and accomplish and sometimes we find ourselves using emotional pry bars to make that happen we find ourselves kind of guilting people into getting them to do what we want to do let me say this to you as clear as i know how if you're a leader and you've reached the place and i'll say of last resort where the only way to get behavior in a predictable and controlled way out of your team is to guilt them into it, that you have to use the guilt trip to be able to get them to do what you want to be done, you're failing as a leader. I love the way John Maxwell says it. Leadership, it's influence, nothing more and nothing less. That does not mean leadership is manipulation. It doesn't mean that you've got to cause people to feel guilty because they're not getting the results that you want or doing the specific behavior that you want. Usually you'll see those relationships between guilt tripping and micromanaging. Yeah, if you work around a micromanager, you'll see that a lot. I believe in the book, Gary Townsend's uh, myth number seven, when he talks about Boundaries are not supposed to create feelings of guilt. The illustration that he uses is one that you've probably seen many times. I know at my age, I, I'm beginning to get to that place where my parents and grandparents are, are experiencing health issues as they're getting later in life. It's a reality for everybody, right? And it's a reality that emotionally is really hard to deal with. And so you run into that juxtaposition. The story in the book, he talks about a guy who he and his wife got married and they lived close to his parents and they had a great relationship and the kids were born and they had a great relationship and they spent a lot of time together. And then he got a job offer for a promotion, but it was going to move him out of the immediate area of his parents. And suddenly, like out of nowhere, dad's health went off the deep end and and mom's loneliness was overboard and, and the whole world was going to fall apart if he packed up his family and moved across the country. But see, that's, that's that manipulative guilt tripping to get your way. That's not healthy boundaries. Now, if you've ever watched Everybody Loves Raymond, you know that <clears throat> some families need more boundaries than they have. Our parents who can just walk right in your door in the middle of whatever's going on in your life and control and cajole and manipulate every decision that your family makes, that, that can become a problem. But so can using distance 
to manipulate the relationship one way or the other or using the threats of health or the threats of certain behavior and and yes narcissists do that sometimes and yes leaders do that sometimes and yes spouses or teenagers will do that and we've all seen the kid that yesterday was you know playing all day long and out with their friends and wanted to stay out past their bedtime and, and push the curfew and the whole nine yards and then the next day for school they're like dying over some disease that no one's ever heard of before uh, my football coach used to call it lazyitis it's a really horrible disease lazyitis it, it seems to infect people when there's hard work to be done but it's the same kind of guilt tripping and manipulation the, the way of getting what you want by predicting the outcome and controlling the outcome because well you're not going to let anybody do anything else listen if you're a leader at any level who uses that kind of guilt trip and manipulation to control or predict the outcome you're failing as a leader you need to find ways to influence people, to motivate people, to inspire people, to do the work that needs to be done, to commit to themselves and commit to the team, commit to the organization, to finish the tasks at hand because they're motivated to do so internally. Because they feel like a win for the team is a win for them. And you'll do that better by demonstrating their success and acknowledging it every single time. It's a whole lot easier to applaud someone who's done a great job than to manipulate someone who hasn't yet done the job. It's a whole lot easier to recognize someone who you genuinely appreciate than it is to cause someone to do what they don't want to do. Let me say it one more time. If you as a leader have reached the place where the only way that you can control or predict the outcome of any event or relationship is through guilt tripping, you're failing as a leader get some help a 360 assessment would be a great idea i'm jay lauren norris with leading leaders podcast for tell it like it is tv have a blessed day leadership team if attitude is going to have a deep impact on your business and bottom line make it a positive attitude with a positive impact visit jaylaurenorris.com slash attitude hack